One, two, three, one, two, three. Seems like my audio is working again. Very strange. My audio is just resetting. Every time I reboot, I'm just going to tweet out that I'm live. Might be strange with the people that um, are listening to this on Spotify or on YouTube for that matter. They could just give me one moment to tweet it out and we will jump in to the conversation. Hello, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for episode number 16. This is going to be ad-free because I realize, you know, a lot of people actually listen to this while they go to sleep. I do that with podcasts too. Occasionally when I struggle to sleep, I listen to some Joe Rogan with Theo Vaughn cracking some jokes. Some of the old school episodes with Joey Diaz and Bill Burr, you know. Just the good stuff. I don't care too much about the political stuff. It's, um, politics seem to be so much more polarizing over in America. and It feels like we live in an era where whatever you're reading is designed to convince you and pull you in. For those that are looking at this on the video version, I am moving out of my apartment. And that's why it's looking quite empty behind me. I'll be out of here uh, by the 15th of November. So I am quite excited uh, well, to not pay as much rent as I'm doing. So that's, that's nice. That's one, one side uh, that is nice. Once again, this is ad-free. You know, screw it. Not doing this for the money. Like I, I'm just doing this to have an avenue to connect with with you guys. Um, you know, make some type of content, and um, all in all, you know, just uh, commit to the idea of the voice of your model. We're currently on episode 16. I think you know we're doing good. A lot has been going on in the recent times and. You know, I'm not here to talk about um, any fanatic rumors or anything like that. I'm not going to confirm or deny anything that is not in uh, the public sphere of information. Because, you know, you guys know I'm not that guy. I don't understand. You know, I, I, I get that the, there's agents on the scene that are leaking any shred of information they get to people and... It seems to me that some of the information that even agents have uh, that eventually gets itself to Wulu and Bloop and all of these guys, that is also wrong. As an example, right? We, it was pretty much said that we had interest in, um, in Power of Evil and... Um, 
that wasn't the case, you know. There was no conversation at all with this band, you know. And I don't know where it came from. And apparently it came from a 100% credible source. So that's like strange, you know. And um, it is what it is, you know. That's the scene that we're living in. Everyone, like Piranhas, is um, it's just eating up any off-season information possible, you know. It's, it's a form of entertainment. So that was, uh, that's great, right? You know, I understand why people want to have it. And I understand why people try to fill that need. But for me... As long as Wulu hasn't revealed his identity, he's not going to have uh, my respect. Because I believe anyone that is in a position of power and keeps their identity, you know, hidden, I think that's uh, that's dangerous. Thank you very much, Vigo Edis, for your raid with the Party of Four. Congratulations on ending the season Grandmaster. This man does more than edits, he also plays support. Madman. Let's talk about Arcane. So if you haven't watched Arcane, I don't know how to handle this conversation. You know, I don't know how to do this conversation. Uh, someone's asking me to increase my volume. I'm going to try to figure out a way uh, to increase my volume. Let's, let's see uh, if we can do it. Rode NT-USB levels how about now is it better now uh, is the volume better now is the volume better now is the volume is the volume better now is is it's a bit too loud i hear myself twice i'm hearing you five thousand times Wish we could turn back time to the good old days. Way too dank. What's way too dank? Way too dank. How about now? Catch me outside. Is it better now? Is the volume good now? We good? Alright, we, we volume is good. What were we talking about? I lost my chain of thought. Yeah, arcane. So pretty much, like, I don't know how to have this conversation because I don't want to spoil anything to anybody that hasn't watched it. But I can say that I loved it. You know, I I loved loved it very very much. Like for me, it was one of the best shows ever in terms of the first three episodes. I believe that we live in an era where everything needs to go a lot faster and the tension levels need to be very consistent because 
you know, in the conversation of what is the best show of all time, people are going to mention The Wire, people are going to mention, uh, like, Breaking Bad. And I've watched these shows, and I love them too. And I love Breaking Bad. I've watched it three times to completion. I've watched Breaking Bad three times. I've watched Better Call Saul. I watched the movie. It was called Gran Torino. Uh, like, I, I love Breaking Bad. But the pacing of Breaking Bad is quite slow. Right? It is quite slow. There are moments of brilliance. The acting is wonderful. But the level of tension, like there's legit an episode where they're chasing a fly. And metaphorically, that fly meant so much more than just a fly, right? But they, the, the level of tension is definitely you know, back and, 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 and forth. You know? It's not consistent. And the amount of information and the story that we've gotten from, like, like in, in Breaking Bad, in the time frame and the episodes that they gave us, is definitely a lot less. And that isn't necessarily good or bad, but just for me, when it comes to Arcane, so I'm not going to talk about any spoilers, right? <laughs> it's, it's a fly episode, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> So I'm not going to spoil anything about Arcane, right? But the beauty for me of Arcane was that the pacing was very good. It didn't, I didn't, it never crossed me the thought of, yo, this is a good time to take a break. This is a good time to do something else. I was engaged in what I'm seeing on the screen throughout, right? In a very, very good way. I felt like the dialogue and the politics and the explanation parts were just lengthy enough, the pauses were beautifully placed, and the tension was always, you know, solid, you know, this was just always, you kept yourself engaged, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, and then slow down, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, slow down, it was just, you know, a very, very exciting journey, you know, to just be a part of the episode, and that's, that's fantastic, you know, story-wise, gorgeous, um, I think that the animation is also really, really, like, wonderful. I feel like they took inspiration from Studio Ghibli. Because Ghibli movies, right? Ghibli movies are gorgeous. And the beauty of it is always, it's like they don't waste any frame. Every frame could be paused and used as a painting. And I feel like Arcane is on that level too, where there's so many nice details. It doesn't look too cluttered, but it just it's just the right amount of beauty in in every frame, where it feels like I'm encouraged to watch it again just to spot every nuance of every frame. And... That to me is is something that I love too. I felt like the three episodes was a perfect, you know, setup for what's to come, and uh, I encourage everyone to to watch it. I the, the only worry of mine is so basically they said it took them six to seven years to make it. We're gonna have a total of nine episodes. They are gonna set a bar that is so high, and in my mind. You know, 
this is going to be very addicting. And when you set the bar that high, the next thing needs to be better. And unless they are currently working on the next thing, like we're going to wait a long, long time until we get the next juicy thing, like a Yon Yasuo story or the 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 story of the Kinku with, with the Kali or the story of, of Zed and Shen and, and all the ninjas, you know, like, like this, this to me is, or like uh, the... The, the Wuju with Master Yi and Wu Kong and Jin's story and where is Camille and you know like all of this stuff is just you know there's a lot to do there you know there's a lot to do there but the success of Arcane excites me so my, my life is very much in tuned with what Riot Games does you know I owe my life to to Riot Games in the sense that, you know, I got so engaged in their product and and so many other people did too, which gave me an avenue, right? And for me, when Arcane is successful, you know, that fills me with joy, you know, because more to come and and like the, the league IP is such a big part of my life. It 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 really is. And um that's just it, you know. Like uh, anything success that comes league's way, I'm I'm excited for. Yeah, this this must be very expensive to make. Like this this must be insanely expensive to make. Like I'm hoping that we get you know a, a League of Legends universe as big as the Marvel universe, you know. But that's gonna take time, and I hope that I'll be alive to see it. So anyone that hasn't watched it, just go ahead and, you know, watch it. Even if you have zero interest in League of Legends, I don't think necessarily it's tied to...
It's working. Well, Arcane is nice. That's all. We 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 move on. I, I'm just waiting for the stream to catch up. It's kind of weird. Uh, let's talk uh, some off-season things. Um, let, let's see what Reddit has given to us. Let's just go on top, and then let's do this week, and then let's just have a little schnifferoo. So we already spoke about uh, Team Liquid. Uh, we already spoke about Team Liquid. I think Team Liquid is a fantastic roster. Like the only thing that is is weird to me, it's like, like I I'd imagine right away that a player of the caliber of Jensen, that this is someone that everyone in North America would just jump on. You know that they would be intrigued by him, but. Like just based off of his results alone, like I thought that would be like an interesting acquisition for North American teams. I don't know what the situation is in terms of his residency, but I believe it's in place. Like he's been playing since 2016 in um, in C9. It's just weird to me now, like uh, my stream is uh, functioning with, with, with the delay and uh, I don't know how to, to interact with chat. But anyway, I, I hope everything works itself out for Jensen. Of course, you know, Jensen is a friend of mine, we have history and um, I believe that uh, this guy has uh, a lot to give uh, to teams. I, um, I, this, is, this has been a very strange off-season. A, lo a lot of players that... Uh, I believe are deserving are getting kind of screwed over. So we'll just see how it pans out. You know, luck is luck is where preparation and opportunity meets, right? And sometimes people can't see luck while it's right in front of them. And um, that can be That can be a detriment in any walk of life. Sometimes you stumble upon people that are so great to keep close and everything goes well and sometimes you don't realize that they are the reason things are going well. It's always in the context of high-level management, right? So I stay in touch with... with like, I, I know most movements that are happening in the scene. I know most movements, right? And to, to, to talk abstractly about it, it's just insanity to me how some players get treated. They might bring everything to a team and bring all the success and, you know, it's always... Someone above that player, someone above that person that is above that player wants to take credit. Wants to take credit. Everyone wants to think that they are the reason why something is successful. 
but most of the time it's the people that are on the ground, you know, that are grinding. It's the same thing with the LEC, right? It's like when I was working on the LEC, they wanted to make it a more producer-driven show, so it's less reliant on talent, which makes sense because you wouldn't want to be in a position where talent wants to leave and then you're screwed, right? But also at the same time, in my mind, what has made LEC so successful as a product in terms of the segments and the the situation, like what they present and what's on camera and what they build and what they create, that's because of the people that are on the ground working and grinding and 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 they are right there. But when the product is when a product is being successful everyone wants to take credit and when there are people that are louder and have bigger power when they these are the homies that want to take credit uh, you know that's when things um, get a little bit dangerous and i think this occurs in any walk of life i think this happens everywhere I'm sure people in the chat have a boss that think they're so fucking great. But maybe they're not. You know, maybe they were just lucky that they had people that were willing to put in the work. And I'm talking about this very vaguely and I could be talking about anyone, right? I'm not saying loudest in terms of like decibels. I'm saying in terms of decision-making power. Whose voice matters the most? No, no, no. This has nothing to do with, with, with Trevor Quickshot Henry. Yeah, this is definitely prevalent in any larger organization. It's just disappointing, right? And... It's just that the essence is people don't realize when they're being lucky. Because it's, it's, it's a curious exercise, right? What would happen in a different timeline? Right? In a different timeline of things. Let's say Perks never joined G2 what would G2 look like today who knows just an interesting exercise right Fnatic signed the team that happened to be the world champions in season 1 right maybe the timeline would have been looked, looked different maybe it would have looked very different what if Bjergsen never went to TSM? Maybe the timeline would have looked so, so different. And uh, sometimes one person or, or one decision can be such a big moving force in terms of which direction the ship is heading. You know? Sometimes small decisions, you know, even, you know, you, you have two ships going in the same direction. One ship moves their direction by one degree. Eventually, like the distance between these two ships going to be immaculate 
Right? But getting stuck in what could be and what couldn't be is uh, is a very dangerous game. Because you can do that on a personal level too. You can do it on a personal level too. And there were moments in my life, maybe I made a different decision. Maybe everything would have played out different. But, you know, that's a losing game. Because there's so many things outside of your control. So many things outside of your control. This year, so many things outside of my control. That's why it's so important to recognize when you're being lucky. Because a lot of people don't. Recognizing which people are fucking amazing and great. Recognizing, you know... How you can use your opportunities and get the most out of them. And preparing yourself in times when you're being less lucky to be ready for when it happens. I believe in a world where if you work hard enough, you will eventually be surrounded by like-minded individuals. Eventually. Sometimes that can take one year, two years, ten years. Guys, guys, I'm just... I just called you gays. Guys, I just... um, I'm just talking very vaguely uh, about us as individuals... Looking at, uh, you know, like the idea of luck. Is it better to be lucky than good? Well, people can be lucky and not good enough. That has happened, right? I feel bad about bashing on people, but there has been not so great players that have managed to win splits. And manage to win seasons. And even go so far to manage to win worlds. But they don't have longevity. Not so often players have longevity. So for example, Hilly is a fucking legend of the game. Because this guy has longevity. Always fucking good. Wherever he goes, teams are fucking great. Right? Perks, longevity, caps, longevity. Those in, insane players are really. Oof. I don't know what you're talking about, Optimerad. What do you disagree with? In my mind, hard work encapsulates everything. It's not just grinding. Working hard is also working hard on yourself. And that includes every aspect of how you are productive. Hard work is also me working hard on the relationships between one another. Improving on every aspect of myself that will affect my performance. And that can be how I communicate with people. That could be 
health, that could be sleep, that could be food, that could be exercise, that could be training, that could be reading, that could be information, that could be knowledge, right? Working hard. It's like I could be working hard and achieving nothing. I, I, that's not what I mean. Working hard to improve yourself and, and, and being effective. Always maximizing results. Personal results. And that, of course, requires you to be a great teammate, great person, you know, to not lie, to be impeccable with your word, to, to be, you know, open-minded, to, to always look at everything with a beginner's mind, you know, there's levels to it. It's not just working hard, going to the gym, it's like, I'm going to fucking pump some iron, you know? That's the context of what, of what working hard is for me. That's what it means for me. If you work hard enough, when luck appears in front of you, you'll be able to to make the most out of it. But guys, I don't mean to scare you. What's going on? Like, I, I can't talk about any rumors or anything at all, but what's going on in, in my team, in my future, I am very excited, you know? Very excited. Uh, upset, of course, will be the starting AD carry of Fnatic. Upset is doing better. Off top of it, do you sing? You have a very nice speaking voice. I can sing some Johnny Cash. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain. That's why, like, sometimes you, you see great players in, in worse teams. Eventually, they work fucking hard. That's going to be recognized. It's going to, you know, fly, fly high, you know? That's my point. If you're out there, you feel like you're in a situation where you don't belong and you feel like you deserve better, work your fucking ass off and people are going to recognize. People are going to recognize. People are going to see it. Work hard for yourself as well, you know? That's my point. It's a lot less luck. Maybe it's just bad luck, you know? Not having bad luck. Well, that sounds so negative. <laughs> for example, my first coaching... So, so let me tell you guys my career, right? I, in for example, we can start from season three. I was in Dragonborns. We lost game. We lost relegation. Basically, before Dragonborns, Team Solo Mebdi. Riot confirms. Boom! You're gonna, you're gonna be able to play. They confirm with us. Yo, you're okay. You're gonna be alright. You can play. We get banned. Last day. We're at the airport. Team Solomabdi gets banned. Jensen gets fucked. 
Darkwing Jacks gets fucked, El Mubo gets fucked, and hand in hand, we all get fucked. Why? Unlucky. We were great. I was, bro, my form back then, yo, I was so good. I was so far ahead of every AD carry in Europe. I assure you. I swapped from top lane to AD carry, and I realized that all AD carries are so fucking bad. It was insane to me how bad every AD carry was back then. Because I managed to get like 100 CS advantage just on the fact alone. Like just on the fact alone that I knew how to side lane. Just because I knew how to side lane and it's just, you know, I was, I was insane. A certain Swedish man would disagree, bro, in season three. Like, season two, like how, how, you know, Martin, you know how old he was back then? You, you, you guys uh, know the age of people back then? Maybe you don't know. In, in AD carry position back then, I was really fucking insane. Me and Nuktak were destroying everybody. We were destroying everybody. And we would, with We Will Failure, I was also destroying everybody. You know, people, people were playing. People were playing Graves, Corky, Ezreal. You know what I was playing? I was playing Tristana. I was playing Kogma. And I was 1v9ing on these champs. 1v9ing on these champs. I was farming side lane. I was like, yo, Jensen, just play Lux and fucking clear waves, bro. You maybe forget forgiven? Guys. Oh, man. So many people in this chat that didn't know, don't know what fucking season two, three is, man. You guys were fucking old babies back then. <laughs> you were all babies. But all these players that you guys mentioned were fucking. This was season two, three, guys. I was 17. Actually, not 17, maybe 18. 17, 18. In Europe, I destroyed everybody. Nevertheless, Team Solomedi got banned. Unlucky, right? But I kept working hard. I kept working hard. I made a team called Heimerdinger's Colossi with Mithy, Extinct, Maluno, and Freeze. Heimerdinger's Colossi. You know what we did to Challenger Series? How hard we annihilated people? Destruction. But I played top lane. Top lane, I was okay. I can challenge the series. Yeah, yeah like, guys, in season two, people were not bad. Like, people, people were not good. People were really shit. You know what happened to me then? Like, all my, all my teammates got signed to LCS teams. And I was just, I was just left alone. I was just left alone. Unlucky. But I kept grinding hard. I kept grinding hard. My first coaching gig. Fucking meet your mother, man. Meet your mother. That was my first coaching job. I kept working hard. Eventually. Eventually. 
I'll get to that point. Eventually. I just gotta keep working hard, improve myself, and be ready for when the time comes. And that's my point. Yeah, it was Michi Makers. You know, I feel bad for the guy because, you know... <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because the guy just doesn't have... The, the guy who was, who was recorded, like the manager at Michi Makers, like the, the guy didn't have do that got good English, you know, and he was like, I think at the time, I believe... Selfie was using his salary to to pay for his mother's house or something, and and just everything just came out wrong, you know. This just came out crazy, but it was such a long time ago that maybe even I remember it wrong. So just forget anything that I said, you know. What I'm trying to make is luck is where opportunity and preparation meets because so many things are outside of your control you can be a fantastic player and then maybe people don't see it yet so you gotta just keep going you know you gotta just keep going there's gonna be i just know in other teams there's gonna be decisions that are just so shocking very shocking and that's what i'm talking about So the double if thing was interesting. I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, double if wants to come back, and um, no, definitely this, the it, double if can play. You know, but like the, there's been a lot of things that stick out that are strange, right? F I'm talking strictly from the point of view of being an outsider. And I say that because we can never know the full story. We can never know the full story. I will never know this full story. You guys will never know the full story. We're just speculating here. If new information comes out, maybe everything that is said here is, is wrong. But if I'm in a world where I have... A player that is very indecisive and I'm staring down the barrel of potentially being in a situation if, if I'm potentially in a, a position as an organization owner to be in a position where I have no AD carry at all and I need to fucking make a decision and make a commitment you can't just fucking go back on your word just like that you know that's just bad business practice you know And that's, that's rough, you know? It's like, if you, you're talking to an AD, it's like, yo, or any player, is like, yo, we need, we, need, we need commitment here. You know, we are standing, we, we don't know this final piece, we're figuring it out, but in your position right now, we need a decision right now. And if there, it's like, yeah, if this happens, what, 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 you know, then it's, it's just a tough situation to be in. You got to make a decision. And then in a world where, let's say, you say, okay, lost. 
you're going to be a starter now for TSM. And it's like, one day later, ah, never mind. Someone else changed their mind, so, so you're fucked now. Because other, there's a lot of moving pieces, right? Like, Lost was supposed to be sold to a different team, and that team needs to make a decision, and that door is going to be closed, and then all of a sudden, what, you're going to screw over a guy? It's just... It's a rough one, you know? I'm just saying this strictly from the point of view as an outsider. I don't have the full information. I say that again because people just fucking take everything out of context, right? I say that again. And at least in my mind, uh, Doublelift has achieved a lot of good things. And there's just some really weird things about this story, you know? Very weird things about this story. I thought... I thought it was like, yo, he wanted to retire because of Bjergsen, right? So it was weird, you know? It was very weird. Is that a laptop on the floor? Yes, it is. <sighs> that was a little yawn. Is Yankos and Bipo longevity? Yeah. Look, these players have longevity. They're always in the top heap. Like the, the team record roster, the rumored one, is looking fucking great, you know? Bipo is, is, is a player that uh, you want to work with, you know? Great player. Great player with... Um, I am indeed moving, guys. I'm moving. Let's uh, check Twitter. What what kind of questions do you guys have there? Um, let's see if there's any questions. Prime League Division 5, Super Team, Schwengel Bengel. I think these guys have LDC potential for next year. Okay. How do you go through off-season when your plays within the Orgas are secured? And do you get to see in the transfers? Uh, yeah, I get to get, have a say in the, in, in the transfers. I, I, I give my opinion. And then, um, you know, there's a multitude of people uh, that are taking decisions, you know. We have uh, Javier at the helm. Uh, he's a, a general manager or, or director or some kind of a title like that. I'm not uh, big on titles, <laughs> I, so forgive me, Javier. <laughs> 
Do you feel there are negatives to the way verbal agreements get leaked ahead of contract signings? Well, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like, I'd be disappointed if it actually affects anyone. But it definitely puts some kind of pressure into play, right? Hugh Pugh Esports asks how to get a suitable mustache slash beard for yourself. Well, I'd imagine that we it would be for yourself because if you got it for someone else it would be weird right you're just growing a mustache on a different person like when you you just grow a mustache on your girlfriend while she's sleeping um i think the key thing when it comes to beard and mustache is understand what you're working with understand what you're working with and don't pretend like for example some people they don't get this connection right they don't get the bit connect here Right? They don't get the full bit connect. Like, for example, I don't have like a full connection here. So I just work with what I have, right? I make, make a shape. You know, I make a little shape here. Zit, zit. I make a little fucking shape. And then just, uh, and, and, and that's it. Yeah, I'm working with, with what my body gives me. But if you don't have this connection, you just fucking don't work with the connection. You just fucking do something else. You, just, uh, you don't need to always bit connect. You can, you can work with what you have. And if you bear the shit, you bear the shit, man. Just fucking shave it off. That's just life. If you, yo, cry Coda. Mr. Yoda. My man. The reunion of Splice. Ah. Old friends. Old friends. I love, I love my old friends. Reckless being teamless this year. Reckless is a machine, man. Reckless is a good player. Anyone thinks Reckless is not a good player, it's a silliness, you know. He, he definitely, you know, has has an impact in the games that he plays with, you know. And 2020 Worlds, he, he played super well. I think Hilly was an absolute fucking machine. Uh, sorry, before we talk about Reckless... Just this comment that 17 Hans wrote is just hilarious. As a LEC fan, the Hans Sama selling staggered me. Do you think it is egoistic from Rogue? Well, Rogue needs to act in the best interest of Rogue. They don't need to act in the best interest of anybody else. So, I hope every decision they make is egoistic. <laughs> for, their own, for their own sake. <laughs> uh, Sorry, my friend. I understand that you love LEC and you just want to, you know, keep everything together. I get it. It's, it's, it's hard. But, you know, it's just every European team has the incentive to sell to North American teams because you don't have to compete against the players that you are losing. And you get a cash influx and, you know, it's juicy. Uh, but nevertheless, regulars being teamless this year, that's wild. I imagine... Imagine a world where Reckless stays on G2. Imagine a world where Reckless stays on G2. Imagine being a rookie AD carry and you have the pressure of the Reckless fan base every time you make a mistake, every time you die. <laughs> 
there's going to be an army of people sub him in sub him in sub him in that is tough man that is very very tough my guys But I hope we get to see Reckless play. I hope, you know, this is this goes back to my initial thing, right? You can have great players and they just, the, the right things just don't connect. The opportunity that presents itself, maybe it wasn't the best and you take a wrong decision, you take a wrong turn at some point in time. I can tell you for sure, everyone that was on the last year's G2 roster, each individual on that team is fucking good, man. Good players. And sometimes things just don't work out. I see what tomorrow brings. I wish I knew Mongolian throat singing. How sick would that be? Just. I'm going to I'm going to Mongolia and I'm going to to learn how to throat sing. That's our Australian diggery doos. <laughs> reminded me of Dune. <laughs> Bro, I watched Dune. I watched it. But it pissed me off. I don't want to spoil it to anybody. But this is the type of movie I'd rather see when all three or all four or whatever, when all of the movies are finished. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Just this, you better watch it when it's done. It's just, I feel, I like walked out of the cinema and it's like, yo. And it's like, I felt... I, I have a very good idea of time. So, in my mind, I knew that there was no possibility for some insane climax. There was no climax waiting. I have a very crude example to make. Very crude example to make. It's like my homie said, right? He's, he said, I was on this Tinder date, but I knew from minute one that we would not, there would, 
like there would be no fucking at the end of this date. That's how watching Dune felt like. And this person could be a woman or this person could be a man. Who knows? My friend could be any gender. So it's not sexist. When will the new Berlin gaming facility be ready? Hopefully next year. Worries on Tia's ability to manage egos. We'll see. They have uh, leaders potential leaders and their potential team i'm not confirming or denying anything i'm just working with the rumors the same way you you do you know uh i hope they find a good coach you're a role model for me coach thank you very much i can thank you for the, some subs here fatality mantis has re-subscribed with prime you are a role model for me, coach. Thank you. Sir SVT has subscribed with his prime. Thank you very much. Pacho Man 214 um, has subscribed with his prime. Blues2271 has subscribed tier one for four months in a row. Pogger's in the chapter. All right. What else can we talk about? So the World Finals, I'm probably just going to watch it. Like, I don't want to get go too deep on the World Finals. Like, generally speaking, I was... I, I understand everyone's gassed up because it was five games and that it was competitive, but I felt like that one underperformed. And they looked very exhausted and tired in the way that they played. And um, that left me with a feeling of, a, of, of like a hint of disappointment. And um, EDG is, is a good team. They are very strong players. And um, it, w it was known all along that this is, um, this is something that, um, you know, was a possibility. Like, EDG is fucking good. You know, the roster is massive. EDG is a scrim team. McDonald's, DK had no chance after that. I'm curious who Damon scrimmed. Like, who did Damon scrim? Did he just not scrim? Did he just Genshin impact all the way to the finals? Game 5 draft was awful. I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. Hilly, Meiko, Korea, top 3 support in the world. Yeah, it's a good list. I like the list. Is Pete in the office? I don't know if Pete is in the office. Maybe in the UK version. I've only watched the American version. When are you bringing back the chops? What does that mean? All right. End of the season is, is nigh. I feel like I, I want to achieve master. Why don't Western teams import Chinese players? That's a good question. It's a good question. The issue is all good Chinese players get picked up by Chinese teams and there is no incentive at all 
for Chinese players to leave China. No incentive. And at the same time, I believe I believe, you know, Korea produces like the most insane players anyway. We scrimmed against Genji a lot. I think BDD was an absolute machine in those scrims, but we were competing very well. Are you a fan of doing trials for a roster or just regular scouting? I like regular scouting more. Most people have uh, low keys and, and videos of them playing, so I just I just like looking at that, you know. Just just give me footage. Give me footage. Give me your portfolio. Did you have communication issues in sandbox gaming? Not more than in in any other place. I had a really insane translator. Mm, if you had would have one opportunity to change one thing in League of Legends in current off season, what would you change? Honestly, I just kind of want AP items to be stronger. I feel like the AP items are very underwhelming and the only way to feel like very powerful in the game is to buy Dark Seal and keep the stacks. It, it feels like AP items are balanced around the fact that you... Tank items are pathetic. I think that's very untrue. I think there's actually a lot of good tank items, and uh, I think that's, I think that's just false. I guess that's just, I, I don't know where this meme comes from. The tank items are weak. Like you have Anathema's chains. Like like sure, maybe the mythics aren't the greatest. But the components and like like Abyssal Mask is a great item. Anathema's Chain is a good item. Um, Bramble Vest is a great item. Frozen Heart is a very underrated item. Uh, Warmog's Armor is a great item. You know, there's 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 plenty of of good options. 
Gargoyle Stormplate is a decent item uh, in, in some specific uh, situation. MR item sucks, but the thing is, mercs are broken. So, you know. Yeah, the mythics aren't super interesting. But you're not saying, you're saying tank items, not tank mythics, right? So it's very different. It's very different. It's like most of the time, if I'm playing a tank top right, before I finish my mythic, I'm going to have Bami, Bramble, and I'm going to have Ninja Tabi. And then when I move into grouped fighting, then, in a lot of cases, these items are pretty decent, the, the, the mythic items. You know, for example, the, the, the Sunforge Cape, or whatever it's called, Sunfire Aegis, it's very good at killing objectives. There's a lot of good damage, right? And it gives you access to, to, to dual resistances, which is very good early game, dual resistances in, 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 in team fights. But dual resistances are very poor in lane phase, right? Because you get armor, you get MR. Let's say you're, you're, uh, you're laning against a Camille, like, oh, this fucking, well, like, what are you doing with this MR? You're not going to fucking finish this item. So you buy Ninja Tabi, Bramble, Bami, and then you begin to move into those items, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like major items are balanced around fucking, uh, you know... Uh, you know, champions that have good base numbers are very happy because there is a lot of access to magic penetration. So those champions are happy. There's a lot of easy access to mana. Those champions are very happy. Like Everfrost is a fantastic item. All right, there's some AP champions that are doing good. Like Rise is very good. There is um, Leblanc is very good. High base numbers. You know, magic penetration user, very happy. Right? And... Um, you know, it, it's just on two core, it's not as exciting as it was before on two core. And the AP numbers that you could reach, for example, on three core in the past, you could reach 600 AP, even more. Yeah, brand mid is genuinely not bad. I think brand mid is not bad. Do you agree that Zonia and Banshee give not enough AP? Well, Zonia the effect is a bit too powerful. It's, it's a tough thing to balance. It's definitely not easy to balance. It's not so easy to balance. Yeah, like tanks are not weak. Whoever says tanks are weak, they are, they are trolling. Tanks are not weak. Orn is one of this fantastic champ. Zonia gives more armor than tank items? Like, what, what, what are you saying? It gives 45 armor. It's, it's not true. Like, I, I don't know where people... Like... What, 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 what tank item does it have? Like, it has more than the mythics. Yeah. Because they have MR.
the only the only reason that, that, like guys when it comes to resistances the the calculation for it is let me just find this easier let me just find the, the, the armor scaling the the only thing that changes so basically armor one point of armor like the the resistances don't have diminishing returns the only the key the key distinction here is that with the more armor you buy the more efficient hp becomes that's the issue so it's like if you're only buying armor, if you're running around with like five chain vests, you're probably better off buying two giant's belts and then three chain vests to survive, right? So it's like the, the return of health increases with how much armor you buy. But resistances don't have diminishing returns. Dead man's plate, like when, when I was mentioning strong tank items before, I didn't mention dead man's plate. Dead Man's Plate, I think, is a quite quite a bad item. I, I think Dead Man's Plate most of the time is quite terrible. You are buying it for the move speed. You're not buying it for the armor, right? If you want to survive, you're going to get yourself a Randwin's Omen, which has, I believe, 80 armor, right? If you want to be tanky against AD champs, Dead Man's Plate is to is to run around like a donkey. That's true. It's like Dead Man's Plate is for, like, you can buy it on Bard, you can buy it on, uh, you can buy it on fucking, um, you know, Darius. If top lane tanks are not weak, why were they underrepresented at Worlds? Well, that's also a different conversation, right? It's like... Only 10 champions can be present in a game at once. Right? Does that mean if, 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 if 10 champs are picked, all the others are useless? No, it's, it's situational. It's just in the context of people blind picking. So blind picks always determine the meta. Because you need to figure out champs that are going to be able to be blind picked. And they're going to be able to survive... Anything that gets thrown in their direction, both in lane matchups and also in the context of the game. What are people? What were people blinding at this World Championship? People were blinding Graves, because Graves, in terms of lane, can solve most lane positions, can lane against most things, can just push in the wave, base by a longsword, come back to lane, push base by a longsword. Like he can do this over and over again. He can just maintain control over his wave, push, and be safe. Right? What are people replying to Graves with? They're picking Cannon. They're picking Jace. They're picking Jax. Just champions that scale well and champions that can lane well against Graves. And that's the idea, right? So blind picks always determined, determined the rest of the meta. It's the same, right? It's like Aphelios started showing up. Why did he start showing up? It's because the mid lane meta changed. 
When the mid lane meta changes and there's less mages in the game, Aphelios becomes stronger. And it always goes around in a loop like that. That's not a factor at all helpful, Cosmos. We're winning a fucking tournament here. You think people are not picking champs because it's boring? So let's let's just look at uh, uh, in solo queue, right? I'm just looking strictly in solo queue. So the top performers, we have Camille. I don't know why Camille. So I'm looking at Master Plus globally. Let's look Master Plus Korea. Camille, by far, best performer. Camille, by far, most uh, best performer, right? Broken champ, I agree. She biggest buff she ever got was Goldrinker. It's like every Goldrinker champ are champs that you pick into Camille. Like maybe you could play Jason to it or something, and it just got it just it just got a big buff from that. And there's a champion that has been strong and slow for quite some time. Second line is Poppy. Poppy with a decent amount of volume of games. So I'm looking at Korea. It's the second best performer in solo queue. And it's a solo queue strict list. There is nuance to it. So I'm not saying, oh, best second best champion in the top lane 100%. No, no, there's nuance to it. But, uh, but just there is a decent amount of variety. Third is Fiora. Fourth is Darius. Fifth is Shen. Then comes Akshan, Tam Kenj, Rengar, Riven, Jax, Gwen, Yon, Kale, Singed, GP, Renekton, like there's a lot of variety here, right? A lot of fucking variety. Tanks are mentioned on this list. But that's the thing. I agree with you guys. The tank mythics are not fantastic. But don't buy tank mythics. Who fucking forces you to buy them? Guys, sample sizes in competitive play are a little bit too small to judge from. So the fact that Misfortune was 214 in knockout stage could say more about the teams that are in knockout stage, less so about Misfortune, right? The conversation of misfortune, of course, it can be expanded on. And maybe there's a conversation where maybe she was over it. Maybe she was bad, right? Maybe the answers into uh, misfortune were just too good. Maybe bad teams were just picking her. Maybe, you know, people were just running it down with misfortune. There's always nuance to it because the sample size is too small. Any, you know, data, data analyst out there worth their salt is going to tell you that this is too small of a sample size but if we sit down and look at the nuance there's probably something more there so as we, we could take a look right let's just bust out misfortune misfortune world championship world championship it was 22 29 
So, for example, Ruler lost three games against EDG. Sven played Misfortune against Genji, and Genji just annihilated them, right? Smashed. RNG versus EDG, like fair. Ezreal Aphelios, very good answers into Misfortune. At that I'm on the same page about. Four games of Misfortune losing. Ghost played it, won against Aphelios. You know, I just believe there's always more context to it than just, oh, it's 214. Misfortune did pretty well in scrims, I'd say. I think also a big thing for Misfortune was people realized that Amumu was a bait. When people realized Amumu was a bait, like Misfortune Amumu was also like, like a combo, right? It was a combo. Oh, tanks are in a very good position. I think meta-wise, Riot has done a fine job in creating diversity. I think this meta is not too bad. I think it's it, we're we're in a fine state. Speaking of analysts, is Toki going to be with Fnatic next year? How do you find the right balance between data and game knowledge? I believe data is, is useful to find an idea of what, where you should start. And that's where game knowledge begins. All I can say is Chovy is a very good player. What is the thing on the bottom left of your screen? That's a reindeer fur. Do you watch football? No, no time. All right. I think that's pretty much a good place to stop it. I am in the mood to play some solo quet. Solo quet. Hmm. <laughs>
dragon shields. You have a good eye, my friend. Do I have a favorite from this year as a coach? Winning against G2. That was pretty nice. Dragon Shield. Fusruda. What are the cards these for? They are for Pokemon cards. I think that's a good place to end the episode. Thank you so much for, um, you know, uh, supporting me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching. I will continue my journey now in solo queue. So everyone in the chat, please uh, stay stick around. Uh, I'm just going to change the topic and uh, make sure that we have a little cutoff. Chop it off, man. Solo queue. All right. I will not end it. <laughs>